Blog Talk Radio. Monday, April the 6th, 2015, and as always, I'm your host, John Hansen, and as we do each and every Monday at this same time, over these same virtual airwaves of the Blog Talk Radio Network, I bring to you another weekly update from Buyers Meeting Point's Kelly Barner, and this week, she'll be telling you about news and events from the world of procurement, as she always does, and also sharing a guest soundbite or audio. And it's pretty interesting this week because it's going to be featuring two individuals who are going to talk about the role of procurement or how the role of procurement is affected by climates of austerity versus growth. So without further delay, here's Kelly Barner. Thank you, John. This is the Buyer's Meeting Point weekly update for April 6th through the 10th, 2015. This week's events include leadership development, mitigating supply chain risks, and the top 10 reasons negotiations fail. We start off the week's events with a really intriguing topic and speaker for this month's Sourcing Interest Group Town Hall Teleconference, Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Emerging Priorities in 21st Century Leader Development will be presented by Colonel Bernard Banks, Professor and Head of the Department of Behavioral Sciences and Leadership at the United States Military Academy at West Point. So I think we can concede he probably knows a little something about leadership. In this town hall, Colonel Banks will discuss four major trends relative to developing successful leaders, review the techniques people and organizations can employ in service of fostering proactive approaches to development. On Thursday at 2 p.m., ISM and LexisNexis are presenting a webinar on risk, specifically the risk associated with regulatory requirements and changes in the supply chain. Risk is a common problem and more companies are not only expanding the range of risks they monitor, but are increasing their view into the concerns of the supply chain. It's not enough to manage compliance internally. The outsourcing and offshoring that is common in today's global business environment means you need to keep a watchful eye on your suppliers and third parties to avoid risk exposure. This is the event I am planning to attend this week. My last recommendation for the week is a webinar from Advanced Purchasing Dynamics on the top 10 reasons why negotiations fail. There has been a resurgence in the coverage and thought leadership around negotiation and procurement as of late. Despite the fact that innovation and collaboration are the emphasis of our activity, rather than just bare-bones cost reduction, we still need negotiation skills. And, as it turns out, the skills we need are not only harder to acquire because they are more subjective, they are far less aggressive, which opens up the field of possible negotiators to include different kinds of people. Check the Buyer's Meeting Point events calendar for the scheduling and registration links for these events as well as those coming up. Next week's webinar topics include inventory management, activity-based costing, trends in accounts payable, and contingent workforce. In this week's guest audio, I want to share a session recorded at eWorld last month. <clears throat> this panel, referred to as the Big Procurement Debate, you can take a look at the link on today's Blog Talk Radio episode page 
to get to the full 30-minute YouTube video. Set up an interesting contrast in organizations, leaders, and procurement teams. On one side, we have Tony Stanyard from Nottingham University Hospitals, part of the National Health Service in the UK. He is in the public sector and functions in an environment of austerity. On the other side was Jonathan Betts from Science Warehouse, who works in the private sector in a growth environment. The moderator asks them about the differences between their relative positions and the role procurement play, needs to play in each. Let's listen. So, what do we do about it? I can only do a certain bit within what I do. Um, and what I wanted to just talk about mainly, get my message across today, is the only way that we can change things, and I can't be responsible for all of the deficit in, in, in uh, Nottingham University Hospital, there are a lot of efficiencies to be made in, uh, in uh, clinical activity, but the buying of the stuff, uh, I, can do, I can do better, I suppose. Uh, and the way that I'm looking at doing that is not through technology, uh, which is a dangerous thing to say at this conference, um, but it's about engagement more, uh, and it's about having people with the right qualifications within procurement to deal with the clinicians who are actually uh, using uh, the products uh, on our patients. Uh, and that's what I'm all about, and what I'll talk about all day, if you let me, is I need clinicians within procurement in order to engage with clinicians that are using the product. But austerity is with us for I don't know how long. Uh, if, if people saw the uh, Channel 4 programme on the television last night uh, about the NHS called £2 billion a week and counting, um, we had issues there. Uh, I can't say whether the, how accurate the programme was, but they were saying that there's a new drug out which uh, costs £340,000 per year per patient to administer. Now, that sounds quite frightening. It's even more frightening when they then went on to announce that the company that produces that drug only produces that one drug and made £400 million profit last year. Um, I can't, can't take that as being the truth or valid. That's what Channel 4 said on the programme. But those sort of, those are the sort of issues we have. Addressing austerity by buying better, uh, reducing supplier margins uh, and uh, delivering benefit uh, that reflects increased and improved patient outcomes. That even in, in the growth mode, I think there's also two, two uh, MOs, if you like. So the first one is, is traditional procurement. So that's kind of carry on managing the risk, ensuring you know, the supply chain is intact and um, responding to demand. So clearly that is, that is absolutely fundamental. Um, but the other part, which I, I think is the growth part, is something called beyond procurement. So what else can procurement do to, uh, to deliver um, on the top line? Uh, and there's increasing evidence, actually, that um, since the recession, the five years since then, that the, the sort of brute force procurement, if you like, going out and um, aggregating spend, uh, rationalising supplies, all those good things, they offer diminishing returns over time, so you can, only, you can only squeeze the pip so hard before suppliers really start pushing back and they become much less partners and uh, they start adding costs in or reducing their service levels. So I think that, that's a challenge that, that needs to be faced. Um, so in terms of um, driving that growth and what drives that success, um, Tony talked about engagement. That's something where I, I very much agree. I'm sure everyone here would agree. 
Um, there, there are various activities that, that can be undertaken, but the first part is engagement. Uh, firstly, to, as I say, align with the, the strategy of the organisation, to um, uh, align with the CFO and the CEO in terms of what they're doing, what the strategy of the organisation is, and feeding in procurements, um, ideas and plans into that. So there, there, there will then be a natural acceptance of that. There are a couple of different points that we are able to juxtapose through the two responses we just heard. The first is how they approach their objectives. Stanyard pointed out later in the discussion that while NHS is working in an environment of austerity and cost cutting, they cannot really change their requirements. As he put it, the need to preserve patient outcomes prevents compromise. In such an environment, truly creative approaches are required to reduce the deficit, something that cannot be accomplished without the right talent. He takes on a topic I've discussed in the past but never gotten quite this perspective on before, and that is the question of category versus process expertise. It is the difference between saying we have an excellent process that a generalist team can execute effectively with the right input and assistance from category owners or spend managers, and saying, this category of spend is so specific that I need a person who has experience in the category as well as procurement know-how to bring it under management. Stanyard says that he needs clinicians who know procurement. And in his case, it is not a matter of the category of spend so much as it is the savings levers that will be pulled. Without a deep understanding of how efficiency can be reached and savings achieved without disrupting that all-important patient outcome, a procurement-only perspective does the organization no good. Betts, on the other hand, comes to us from a rosier situation of finding ways to support growth. As companies recover from recessionary spending patterns, brute force procurement approaches, as he put it, meaning economies of scale and supply-based consolidation or rationalization, only achieve diminishing returns. Finding ways to grow the size and ability of the enterprise is dependent upon, yes, you guessed it, finding the right talent. In his case, engagement requires a procurement team that can align themselves and their practices with enterprise-wide objectives and the executive team. In this particular discussion, public versus private sector played less of a role in the respective procurement organizations than did the financial climates they operate in. Granted, being public sector and having not only the health of the nation's private citizens to consider, but also the regulations that they are undoubtedly subject to, escalates the challenges of NHS's deficit and limits their options for reducing it. Does your company, whether in the private or public sector, operate in a climate of austerity or growth? Do you find that your approaches to either savings realization or value creation require category-specific knowledge or does the general process approach work? As always, you can share your thoughts on this week's guest audio or recommended events by commenting on today's episode page or by connecting with me directly on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. I will be back next Monday to review upcoming procurement events and share another guest audio excerpt.